Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. We walked off the beaten path. I don't know where the fuck we are now, but... We were never on the... You've been trying. Guess what? Flecknar Flaptop from Threlon 9 is going to be your Iron Man. Especially because the director's name is hard to pronounce. That means it's very learned. <laughs> then a campfire, and you got a, a Boy Scout pocket knife, and a fucking one soul to live against a dragon emperor with 50,000 lives. Then maybe this is your game. Make it Three, so, two, one, we're now live. <laughs> and we will find a whole bunch of funny moments right up top here. But of course, we start off this podcast, uh, the crazy fun train that it is, because. Start the crock pot. Because yeah. it's going to be long. <laughs> this, of course, is the Triforce Podcast, the Purge Angers and Wall Hangers Media Network 237th presentation. And I am Matthew Bucrell, the Matt Man, of course. And in to my left, we have our cardboard Kelly in the Purge box, Christopher Bristow, the old man, as well as Katarina Thermoscara, fresh in from Thermoscara, Wonderful Woman! Link's very excited. And, of course, our omnipotent presence that is our producer, Big Brother, Stephen Bucarell. And, of course, we start off this podcast every week the same way tonight. Not with you. Shut up. Tonight, Animated Justice. uh, I'm sorry. Animated Injustice. Gotham's got a new Batgirl. Nuclear-powered Game Boy and more on the Triforce podcast. So we will start on over here with PJANDWH.com to where you're going to find all the crazy luggy and nuttiness right up top here. You're going to find last week's Lug Nuts podcast, Woke Hipster Feng Shui Johnny Cab, as well as last week's Triforce podcast right below that, House of Martha. So I have everything updated. I did my homework. And you're going to click on the next tab to where you're going to find Walljanger Gaming and Big Brother going through, chugging along in Horizon Zero Dawn. Normally. Normally, yeah. Normally. How far are you getting into that? Uh, I've completed the main story. I'm on to the, uh, what's the other part? The upper part? Uh, Frozen frozen Wilds. uh, Wilds, yeah. Yeah. Where she's going to kick That's some more ass. That's the DLC, right? Yep. That's the DLC. Yeah. It was an unmarked area, so I'm like, I'm going there. there I'm, I'm liking there. it, man. I like what you've put out. I like what I've played. It's a solid game. It's a um, really, really good story. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to see what comes next. With the uh, sequel. Yeah. Or... Like this next story. That was a good segue. Because Netflix drops a trailer for The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. It's not werewolves in London, but it's almost there. Because after sharing a short teaser earlier in the month, Netflix has released a full trailer for Nightmare of the Wolf. It's upcoming animated Witcher movie. That last word left a bad taste in my mouth because I didn't want it to be a movie. I wanted it to be a series. Nope. But. No funds for that. Sorry. I was thinking about. Can it it be a series of movies? Well, here. I was thinking about it. Is that. What would you rather them do? Six. Like half hour episodes. Or just do a movie. 
Boy, are you going to be excited when the first one's 20 minutes long. <laughs> like With 30 minutes of credits. Yeah. A 10-hour link, and you're like, no, 10 hours is really long. Or they give you 10 one-hour episodes, you're like, oh, I can do that. Where I kind of yeah, see that's them, the definition of self control, though. I see them doing this as almost like what DC does with their animated films, to where they want to do a certain vision of the story, but they just wanted to have it its one off own right. telling. And that's what I see of this because this is Vesemir in his obviously early days, still and being they a know cocky that we're witcher. giant for Witcher stuff, so they're like, here, you know, and Netflix, they had their first Witcher con. What? Uh, they did. What? They got Geek Week. Now they have WitcherCon. Okay. They're doing their own nerdy thing along the line, just like all the other streaming services. We're coming up on D twenty three, which is Disney's uh, con that they love to do. Well, I mean, it makes sense that all these individual streaming platforms are having because they have so much content. Yeah, it's yeah, well, not if they're doing like exclusives and not floating those cons around. Like, share the wealth, my boys. Yeah. No, 100%. Giggity. You got to share the wealth <laughs> nice. because you can look at like San Diego uh, Comic Con online yet again. Um, and not really a lot coming out of that. You know, without the cosplay, what is the con? I see some truly amazing cosplays. I agree. And then there's also lobby conning where it's just, you know, the cosplayers that aren't going to the actual convention. But for myself, not that I've ever been to San Diego, I remember one year when one of the Lord of the Rings was coming out and they were there doing panels. Like, I would have camped out for that panel yeah. if it wouldn't have cost me like $5,000 to go there. Like, I, I, would, I am for the panels, especially when it's something directly related to my fandom with yeah. the people that are portraying those characters and stuff. But I do agree, cosplay is a huge I'm part of I'm just not going to pay that money. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to read the article of the press guy that got in there. I'm not paying that money to go. Maybe there. that's you're, you're not You're not going to do the, the Airbnb blockbuster road trip? <gasps> I mean, if Perjangers um, and Wallhangers is paying for it, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can write it up. Slightly less on me. But no, I'm not going to go out and say, "Hey, blockbuster!" You still have to pay for it. You just get it as a tax write-off. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But, <laughs> but I don't think we could anyway. I think it's like only a couple of days and only four people per yeah. room. So depending on which of us were going, that would have been mighty uncomfortable. That's their way of keeping blockbuster alive: is the Airbnb, which is a good idea. But it's still nostalgic. It's just for a couple people for like, hey, let's try this out and do this. It's like a bunch of white people from Connecticut that want to have a fun weekend. That's what. Can that's I for. change our ending thing today just because we're on the topic? Do I need to hit this button over here for opinions? Opinions Maybe. voiced by uh, Mr. Matt. Oh, Manor no, it's not that bad. Not oh, okay. I just wanted. I was going to say, like, if we did that blockbuster trip, what movie would you pick for us to watch? Like it would be multiple movies because if you could only pick one. Each of us can only pick one film. Oh, each of us in a blockbuster. My film will be. Oh fuck! Wait, we're saving uh, Matt, the end. Matt's film will be Grandma's Boy. No. Oh god. No. Oh god. No. no. Um, I'd be going more for. I'm. I'm. I'm siding between. Um. I would do 2001: Space Odyssey. 
I was siding between Princess Bride or The Departed. You're going way too intellectual for me, Mr. Brando. <laughs> this is blockbuster, okay? Yeah, this no. isn't like, look at my brainy sci-fi film. Absolutely not. It's got to be terrible. That's the whole point. Um, no, I would, I would definitely... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No, that's awesome. Life of Brian. That's Never awesome, heard too. Of it. awesome as well. Oh, how dare awesome. you! No, how dare you! Get out of this chat! No, Wait, no. If you say Brian? the TV show, now that's Monty Python, Life oh, of Brian. Oh my oh, god! No. Never seen it. Always oh, look awesome. on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of copyright. She didn't. She didn't listen to John DeBella. No, and that, if know. you listen to John DeBella, one zero two nine MGK Philadelphia. Then she you doesn't would, even plays, go here. <laughs> he, he plays the. Oh, it's always uh, you know, always look on the he bright side of life at shit. nine o'clock, and that's what when do I you go mean? I'm thirty six. That's when I go into work. That's how my coworkers know if I'm late. If you know that I'm song 37? from Life Brian is playing and I'm not in, I'm running late. Well, okay, um, so that dude, go, go with the originals. Clerks, I would put Clerks in there. Okay. I can respect that. We may have more clerks later. But, Matt, what did you say? Um, we will be looking at... I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Netflix, remember them? They have uh, Vesemir's nice little uh, anime here, and they dropped the trailer. It's looking fantastic. It's his own adventure, and the sorceress named Treya, who we'll see through, uh, we see throughout the trailer. Treya's voice sounds familiar. It's because she's from Dota Dragon's Blood actor Lara Pulver. So once again, you see a lot of uh, voice actors getting a lot of work throughout this whole pandemic and post-pandemic. Well, era. they can work from home. Exactly, it's like the perfect job when you can work from home. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I went back to the office because I didn't want to be at home anymore. Yeah, you don't want me bringing my work home. No, I don't. But you can check out The Witcher at home. Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf debuts on Netflix August 28th. So right in the heat of the summer, or at least it used to be without global warming. um, When it's hot as balls, you'll be able to check out this cool anime. Just got to figure out what temperature that comes out to be. Between, it's gonna be a heat wave. It's between Satan's scrotum sack and uh, Hella's global warming. That's the temperature. Global, are global we, warming. Yeah. Are we dealing? It could in snow tomorrow Fahrenheit or, or record Soviet? high, <laughs> triple digits high or triple digits low. Not, It'll be triple snow. digits by noon, and then you get a, a foot of snow by the sunset. <laughs> That's global warming, gang. Enjoy. Cross before we get to hot as. That is very hot on a the devil's tank. scale. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're talking 75, we're talking 85, we're talking 97. What's we're talking multiverse. What's the real feel? We're talking multiverses in this next story <laughs> because we get our first look at DC Comics Injustice as their next animated movie. So. Our next DC original animated film, Injustice, was first teased when fans noticed that an advanced look at the film was among special features on the upcoming Batman, The Long Halloween Part 2 animated movie. 
today, courtesy of the exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter, de- details the Injustice animated film, including the voice cast, where Matt Man gets to absolutely destroy their names. Woo-hoo. So, based on the My acclaimed- best part. <laughs> Acclaimed video game, Injustice, Gods Among Us, from NetherRealm Studios, the story takes place on an alternate Earth in which the Joker has tricked Superman into killing Lois Lane, sending the hero on a rampage. This unhinged Superman delights Bud Light and a lot of bourbon. No, I made that up. Although he probably does enjoy a a good bourbon. I mean, he just killed his wife they lock him up at the end of those games? Spoiler alert. Well, they tried. Yeah, they did. I didn't And then they had to break out. him out. Yeah, he always gets out. Uh, they'll lock him well, up. Well, they, they had to break him out. Game. Yeah, to but save the, the world. You know, story plot devices and more. But Superman Whatever. decides to take control of Earth for Obviously. its own good. Because, yeah, let's be honest, people kind of suck. Oh, I'll agree yep. with you guy comes flying out of the sky with laser vision, freezing breath, moves fast as the flash, and you're going to listen to that guy. Maybe. But you know what? We did get the answer to the the Three Doors Down song with being called Clark and not Superman. Yeah. (laughs) You won't be called Superman if you go crazy. Yeah. But... Batman and his allies will attempt to stop this unhinged Superman and the upcoming Injustice animated film voice stars are Justin Hately as Superman, Hartley, there you go, uh, uh, Anson Mount as Batman. Ooh, that's a good one. I was hoping somebody knew these names. I love Anson Mount. Um, Laura Bailey as Lois Lane and Ramakushna. Um... Zach Callison as Damien and Joseph, uh, Jimmy Olsen, not Joseph Olsen. That's a different guy. That's his agent. <laughs> I don't think I recognize any of those names aside from Anson Mount. Um, Brian T. Delaney as Green Lantern. Brandon Michael Hall as Cyborg. Oh. Okay. Heard of that guy. Edwin Hodge as Mr. Terrific and Killer Croc. Oliver Hudson as Plastic Man. Gillian Jacobs as Harley Quinn, Yuri uh, Lowenthal as Mirror Master, and Flash, as well as Shazam. Derek Phillips as Nightwing and Aquaman. Kevin Pollack as Joker and Jonathan Kent. The dichotomy of that right there. Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack as the Joker and Superman's dad. Earth dad, that is. That's cool. That... I mean, that's a that's a little bit of irony in there, you know. But then you got the one guy, like uh, you got the one guy, Derek Phillips. He's doing Nightwing and Aquaman. Okay, kind of, they're both kind of broody, whatever. But then you got Yuri Lowenthal. He's doing Mirror Master, Flash, and and Shazam. That just means he's got range. How incident? That's a lot of range. That's a like this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> you have uh, Reed. Oh, I'm sorry, Akina Noe Rose as Catwoman. Akina non, uh, Nani Rose. Yes, she's the girl that did Tiana. There you go. go Reed Scott as as Green Arrow and Victor Zaz. Uh, Farhan Tari as Rajagul. Fred 
Tata Scori as Captain Adam, Janet Verney as Wonder Woman, and Andrew Morigato as Mirror Master Soldier. Rick Morales, known for Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, is producing Justice League Dark. Uh, Justice League Dark's Matt Peters is directing from a script by Batman Hush's scribe Ernie Altback. Also producing is Jim Craig and Sam Register executive producing. So you got Batman Hush, screenwriter. You got Justice League Dark's Matt Peters directing. And you have Rick Morales from the very successful Mortal Kombat legend Scorpion's Revenge producing. This is looking like a very good rendition of Injustice. If you're asking me, with the talent and the directing and everything, the focus, you know, that's like a really good camera shooting a a perfect image on screen. Side note, every time you say Rick Morales, I think Rick Moranis. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Okay. I was doing the whole scene thing. I was doing the same thing. No haymaker. No haymakers here. All right. No random haymakers here. He got clocked, knocked the fuck out. But I think that is the thing that would have united the world against one common common enemy. Yes. Rick Moranis getting knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah. Suddenly Superman's no longer evil. He's. I mean, we had just gotten him out of the house and he's about to start the fucking Iron Curtain again, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was hurt. Which one of you did it? Which one of you dirty bastards hit Rick Moranis? You know what? Fuck you, Greg. I know you did it. And that's how Rick Moranis was just, uh, you know, justly saved. That's how Rick saved. Moranis saved the world. He saved Superman's life right there because Superman learned to care. I think we just made a we very really, good We really made right some here. ground here. I don't know where we really we did, went, but. I don't. I we walked we off the beaten path. I don't know where the fuck we are now, but we were never on the. Pa- You've been trying. I give you. <laughs> let's so let's much stumble on to the next story. You see the name over there? Chris and myself yeah. and even hey, your we got brother this other shit have done our best here. to sabotage the whole thing. Yeah, you but see, you, you see the name over there? It says try. Respect. It doesn't say do. It says try <laughs> force and not do the force. Attempt force. Yeah. The slightly moderately above average trying force would be a little bit too much to say. But one thing that isn't hard to say is Leslie Grace is to star as Batgirl in the HBO Max movie. In the Heights breakout star, Leslie Grace has won the coveted lead role in Batgirl and will star as crime fighter Barbara Gordon in the upcoming film set as HBO Max film. What do you think about this? First of all, I thought you were going to say, um, wait, can you say what you said before? No. Because I thought you were going to say Barbie instead of Batgirl. Well, I'm a Barbie Batgirl in a Barbie Bat world. Um, I have not seen In the Heights, so I'm not familiar with her or her work. It's on HBO Max. I know, and I just I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Um, but I don't... I, so I, I really don't have an opinion one way or the other. I hope she does a great job. I hope that um, whatever they do to her, that she bad. still can, retains the essence so, of what makes Batgirl so Actually, lovable. in the article here, it says, Grace is a Dominican-American, is now uh, the third Latin America cast as DC's uh, superhero. superhero project. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, they were talking about what the hell actually In the Heights is in this article. It's a musical that Lin Manuel Miranda did. Oh well, fuck it. You already know what it, what it is. Well, well I know, like I know, talk. I know In the Heights. I just haven't seen it, but so I, I haven't okay. seen her in it. So it is a it musical. Is. Yeah, I, I. It's a musical. Yeah, she got yeah, like it six is a musical, Emmys. but it didn't get as good reviews as Hamilton did. No, well, but Hamilton, she got like six. Uh, she got like six award nominations Hamilton was for what open, she did you know? in that, and that was for like writing, uh, directing, uh, and acting, I believe. I appreciate like the, them trying to get, be more diverse in like who they're hiring, but it doesn't have to be the focal point of like you know. Oh, you know, she's she's this, and now we're going to hire her. You know, I want to well, know who's making that a focal point. If they hired her, if because they felt that she was the best person to bring the Batgirl that they had envisioned to life, she has or a Barbara if, Gordon or face. Them trying to to tick off a specific box. Well, and here's that's, the thing: if that's the issue. Then that's a shame. I it think is a shame. It goes right in hand with the Matt Reeves Batman. Because who is your Commissioner Gordon? Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. You have, you know, Miss Grace as his daughter goes right in line with that. So now what do you you have? Just if you look at this at at bottom elements, you have a Batman movie. Now you got a Batgirl movie. You had a Joker movie. Now it doesn't matter if they're connected. That's what DC does. They don't, it does, it's just little movies along the way, which have a great story. And there's a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Batgirl it's, I don't think that it's that. It's just the, that. the article's source material is, is coming from how they're writing it. And just, I think just to bring their article to the light, I'm glad that we're talking about it, but it doesn't have like the fact that it's, you know, even touched on race and not the merits of the person is what I'm saying. The well, here's the thing that she's an actress of she's an amazing actress, actress and that's that's what should be highlighted. And that that, that is highlighted a little bit in there. It should be highlighted more that she got Emmy nods for In the Heights. And that, that would have been a better overall. Well, the fact that they the keep bringing it up means that I wouldn't have, look into the article because enough it just diversity that it's not a big diverse. deal anymore. I mean, the fact that it's still a big deal to anyone is a shame because it shouldn't. We should just be hiring people on their merit. And unless their race, their color, what, or religion is inherent to the character that they're playing, it should just go to the person who can best do the job. Uh, I yeah. look forward to seeing her in it. I, you know, I should probably check in the Heights. Um, but like I said, I'm just hoping for a good story and a good movie. Yes. Just, 100%. We need wins. We need wins. 100%. But I wouldn't look into the actual right article choice. I just pick it because there's a good picture to have behind me. That is a great picture. She's a beautiful woman. Because it has Barbara Looks Gordon like she'll right look good in purple. And because that's important. you look at, I mean, you're when you're looking Gotta at casting, contrast. when you're looking at casting, and especially comics, I imagine the face has to at least look similar, right? And her face has that Batgirl Barbara Gordon face. Yeah, it looks that's just why. Like the three quarters covered one on the other side there. Cover her, cover the top yeah, head with your yeah. thumb, and absolutely, yeah, no, that's Batgirl. There you go. That's it. When you're covering like said, three quarters of the face, it doesn't say, fucking matter. If you look I'm more over his shoulder, about the costume itself than who's yeah. playing her. Like I want, I want the purple and yellow. Like I, I want that. I want that. That's what I want to see. Yes. <laughs> you're pointing in the wrong direction. Doesn't that. matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? Yeah, I want to see that. Now it That's looks what like now it looks like you're trying to feel her up. 
Oh yeah, oh, hand placement is very bad. Put that down. Put that Over down. That way. Over that way. No. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Um, but you want to play that clip now? The you hand gesture that? is expressed by the host of the podcast is in no way representative of anyone else in the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Please don't sue us. I'm gonna touch it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's right. You already did touch it. Knock it off. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not. Not anymore. But we will see Barbara Gordon in some form or fashion. There's hopefully lists for that. Hopefully before Killing Joke. Because as good as that story would be, as her life right up to Killing Joke and how it changes after, as transformative of a picture that would be, I just want this to be how she is coming to her own as Batgirl. You know, she doesn't need a Batcave. She doesn't need this big... Or It is her and her path to becoming this great character is what well, I'm really searching for with this movie. And with that's with the want. killing joke, most of us we want we just want a good story. The story, the narrative is what what is important. With the killing joke, do we need to bring that over to live action? Like, there are certain things that can just with stay Titan season animated. three. We do. <laughs> we need that in season three or four of Titans. Well, actually, it already happened because she's already in the fucking wheelchair. Right. So, like, you, they can just slowly connect it to the animated film and then exit it out like season whatever off of the animated film they don't necessarily have to recreate it no but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they would that that they got away with there's an anime form there's a lot of they won't be able to do in live action there's a lot of background comics there's a lot of lore in in there because she's right on the streets of gotham you can have your classic character, uh, classic characters, as well as just trying to form this Batgirl in her own universe, a lot like right. what Matt Reeves is doing with Robert Pattinson. So, where I think that it would be awesome if you just have like a quick phone call to Jim uh, Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon with this actress as, "Hey, Daddy, just checking in on you." And having that Barbara thing. Or even a picture of her and her dad, like, from a graduation or when he's getting an award or something yes. on, in her apartment. Like, yes. just a slight nod. You, you know, we do that little up. nods with, like, oh, yeah, with, we are always looking for iPhones little, and, little and Androids. And stuff, just, just anything. Any kind of nod is what we want out of this Batman film now. That's what I want. Any kind of little nod of just that there is a Barbara. Because now or, you have or your when, own connected universe. Or when, when let's just say Barbara calls and he has to decline the call, her picture shows up on on like yes. the iPhone or, or Android. Yeah, like little nod to that. Yeah, a little nod with her being cast in this new film because that's very easy to input. You can add that in at like, oh well, you know, we'll just add this audio in. Just come in for a day. We got this audio drop. Now we'll add that in the movie. And now this movie for cat or for Batgirl is gonna even be more explosive yep so i see this as a win-win if we go with our idea dc calls i think we need to talk about the next story yes we do because black panther 2 cast emmy nominated uh michaela cole in a mysterious role 
Michaela Cole, Emmy-nominated star of the HBO miniseries I May Destroy You, has been cast in Black Panther 2 in an undisclosed role. Ryan, no electric boogaloo? No electric boogaloo here. Uh, this is Wakanda forever. Uh, Variety, yes. Variety report uh, reports the role that Cole will be starring in uh, for Black Panther is currently undisclosed, but have speculated NBA. that the actress may be perf- uh, playing Aurora, a.k.a. Storm. So, Aurora Monroe, how do you feel with this X-Men, potential X-Men, being cast for Black Panther 2? You got Namor <laughs> supposedly being cast with Tino Cuerta, as well as now... Uh, the hell was her name? I think that we, I, and I use the collective we, want to see the X-Men brought into this universe so bad... <laughs> Yeah. That everything is like, who is this? Who is this? I would love to see her play um, Storm. I would, I would love to see yeah. a, a really well-done live-action Storm. No offense to the previous two actresses. Um, Halle Berry was awesome at Storm. Halle Berry was awesome. Sure, I don't know if Storm, we, we got the Storm that. If we could all look so good in light hair, with. that's all I'm going to say. All right. I think she was the right actress, but I don't think that they wrote Storm the way that she should have been written, and that's just Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Watching the animated series and just falling in love with the character that I was really looking forward to to seeing portrayed. The X-Men movies, X1, X2, X3, they were like uh, those ready-to-eat meals you got from the grocery store that you just kind of tossed in the microwave because it had mac and cheese in it, like... You're just getting a little bit of what you want in there. It's not really a well. It's filling a need, but you're not really enjoying it. Exactly. I got so, you. Yeah. That's like heating up your uh, pizza rolls in the microwave instead of the oven. It's only how I do it. Maybe that's why I don't enjoy it. But on that bombshell, it's, it's having ramen when you could have something else. Hey man, ramen is fucking delicious. You take that back. I'm going to show you the ramen. I'm going to put the ramen that I made today in the group chat just so that you can. Oh, that. please do! I love ramen. I want to. Uh, I really want to go to a really nice no, like the 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 stale brick ramen that you have in your no. cupboard because you don't well, want to go shopping. That's what I started with, but I never leave it at that. It's in the group chat. No man, the ramen. Is I added uh, a soft boiled egg and um, leftover pork loin that I chopped up and cut and green onions and sriracha and just. Make even, sounds amazing. That would make even Naruto's mouth water. Mm-hmm. But we will anyway, have our mouth watering on Black Panther two because there's now a that lot of was really a really great segue because I brought that up out of nowhere. You did, but <laughs> well done. I run well, any t- anytime somebody mentions mentions ramen. Yes, I will run with that because ramen <laughs> is fucking delicious. Fuck the old man. Ramen's awesome. Any kind. <laughs> Um, but Black Panther 2, I think that this is really shaping up to be a good movie. Even with the rumors, if, uh, we know we're going to be getting something with Atlantis because they're going to be opening up this new world of the MCU, which is very crucial once you're going into like Fantastic Four comics and X-Men and all that into the future. You need Atlantis and Namor. So she could also be somebody in Atlantis. 
She could be Namor's right hand. We don't know that. But yeah, having her on there and with the creditations that she has is still a good role, especially with everybody else who's attributed to the movie so far. We're just really dying for it to be brought into the universe, like to be yep. brought to us already. We're like, we're ready. Yeah. This is 100%. when the long game is annoying when you're living through it. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, with once we get to Black Panther 2, we're already well into Phase 5. We know Kang's coming and the version of Kang that, you know, uh, John Masters is going to be playing. It's just... We know we're getting into some shit, so by the time Black Panther 2 rolls around, everybody involved with this film is saying that it is... Very respectful to Chadwick Boseman, but it moves everything forward nicely to where I have a lot of real hope for this movie. That's the best case scenario because it's it's going to be a difficult watch for everyone. Yes. 100%. I'll allow it. Dry eye in the house. Yeah, and you got to imagine they'll probably have another Chadwick Boseman like, tribute or something in the beginning or the end. I'm wondering if they have enough from the first one that they didn't use that they may actually have. A whole nother movie? Yeah. Well, no, not a whole awesome. nother movie, but maybe some scenes in there to kind Let's of lead see if we get Tupac like, Let's get two or three movies. Like, shots of him walking or background shots. You know, stuff that made the hit the cutting room floor for the original Black Panther that they could use to kind of segue into losing well, his they, hair, so. his last actual voice acting role... I will say, is what if to where he's playing as the Ravengers. So we still have one Chadwick Boseman role left to come out next month in August. So uh, Sean Ennis says, America. Of course. Um, America indeed, Sean. But we're talking about Wakanda. (laughs) Forever. Exactly. Like, we're talking about the next story. So we're not talking about Wakanda? Not until July 8th of 2022. So before we get to the next story, the little little note of uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, he he didn't have enough money to go to to, to HU, and Denzel Washington donated for it, and it went to him for his tuition. That is awesome. And it's just... Denzel put him, at one of the awards. him through college. Yeah. 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 That was really big. And it was one of those things to where Denzel was so even he's always been huge. Any movie you mentioned Denzel Washington, that movie's probably fucking fire. <laughs> Training day. You know? But I also think like had Black Panther been made like twenty years ago. He would have been Black Panther. Been the one playing hundred percent. Hundred. What if they do? A, what if they do a flash forward and it's Denzel as Black Panther? There's only one person that would be the I only would, like homage to him that would be able to do. There's only I one person who could be T'Challa after Chadwick Boseman, and that's motherfucking. You know, I think he would be one Denzel of the few Wash. people that people wouldn't immediately recoil from, but I also still would have a hard time having anyone else answer to that name. Yeah. I mean, Not but right a now, lot of people right. have been Black Panther, just like when we talked about two weeks ago with Marvel's Avengers, with them adding on the Black Panther DLC. Right. That actor, voice actor, was saying, I had to look at my my wife and kids and say, no, I have to do this role at my best. 
and I don't have to look at Chadwick. I have to do my best as the child. Yep, Christopher Judge. Because yep. that's, uh, you know, Kratos, that is the bar. And he is a really good voice actor in the roles that he does. So for him taking that role so seriously, it's, you know, very much in reverence to Chadwick. But you right. have to move on with the role. Just because, you know, Robert Downey right. Jr. or Chadwick Boseman did a per- an, a perfect representation at the time of that character doesn't mean that you have to kill it off. Although nerd f- fans will say otherwise. I just think it's too soon. So I'm glad that they're moving right in now. Yeah. Direction. In a couple of years, if, if something else happens and they decide to reboot and bring T'Challa back and, and do another Black Panther story. Okay. But God, they're gonna, we're going to get right to that now, point. I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone is ready. I'm riding with Marvel up, up to that point to, to where they've run out of material to where they have to reboot be alive and do at that the point. other it's shit. It's going to be like 2377. Oh, no. We're going to be like 90. I'm going to be like, fuck, I remember watching Iron Man. All right, Grandpa, shut up. You know, there's there's going to be some distance there. But, I mean, they will eventually reboot that shit just like the comics. Like, well, guess what? Flecknar Flaptop from Threlon 9 is going to be your Iron Man. Okay. And look how well you pronounced it. He was in Thrapbar 9, the bank heist movie. <laughs> That's 93 <laughs> points in Scrabble there, sir. It, it was That's really like good. It's like uh, Spaceballs when they're like Rocky 5000. It'll be phase 837. <laughs> <laughs> the Adam Warlock years. Good callback. Good callback. Um, another good thing. Pizza the Hut. Well, besides that, would be our next story, which, of course, is way too many buttons and. Come on, piece of shit. That was a good segue. Very loud indeed. And yeah. it was a good segue because we're talking about Dune. It released a new trailer online. Warner Media. Oh, yeah. Not with the sound, because YouTube, even though they bring you the video. Um, Warner Media and Legendary Pictures have released the second trailer for Dune, or rather Dune Part 1. I can't find my goddamn mouse. I thought we lost sound for a minute. No, no. Um <laughs> No, everyone's so, texting, like, so I'll pause the video so we can edit this. <clears throat> no, but Dune, or Dune, rather Dune Part 1. I, I couldn't find my mouse, so I couldn't scroll down. Um, offering even more of a look at the upcoming big screen adaptation of Frank Herbert's classic novel. Up until recently, the title for the film was seemingly just going to be Dune, despite reports that the movie only adapted the first half of the sci-fi epic, but uh, out of the first IMAX previews earlier this week confirmed the full title, director Denny Vivenu has assembled an intimidating ensemble cast, including Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stella Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zaydana, David Demastak, uh, Desmalchan, Jason Momoa, and Javier Bardem. Bardem. You did pretty good. Her Thank name you. is Zendaya. Javier Bardem. That one I've heard. 
Zendaya. Zendaya. She lights the place on fire. Absolutely no. beautiful. Yeah. It makes me want to read the books again. No, I want to listen to the audiobook now. In 1984. I have uh, some faces to pit, to put to names because that was my problem. Listen to the audiobook. It was just like Zendahu went to Tabato and he had a problem with the Zendaya plan. And I'm like, who the fuck are you people? <laughs> and I need a goddamn family tree. <laughs> I needed a 23 and me, but... I feel like after I watch at least the first part, then I'll go back into the book and be like, all right, all right, I'll, I kind of know who you guys are. All right, your grandma, your mom, From what I remember of the books, which I have not read in, I the last time I read them, I was pregnant with my son, so we were talking 17 years ago. But watching this trailer, they look more like they did in my head yeah. from back then than the 1984 film did. Yes, a lot of people are saying that. I've really, and the little bit of the book that I did go through. Right. I And I see the parts of this book and the characters and everything. Like Oscar Isaac is perfect for fucking yep. Paul's dad. Yep. Absolutely he, fucking perfect. Beautiful in everything he does. It was A lot of this casting is just. <sighs> On point. Jason exactly. Momoa. And they're all Batista. talented people. Yeah. They weren't just cast for their because they had the right look. These are all really talented people that are going to bring some amazing stuff to the game. Like this should have been a much bigger thing when it came out originally because this book series is phenomenal. Um, this makes me excited for that again, that it will, yeah. instead of it being something that people kind of laugh at, the movie would sting in it, uh, that this is going to like blow up and be what it should have been all yeah. those years ago. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a franchise. A little space opera love and heart. Yeah, this is going to be a space opera franchise that that is, I mean, pretty much like I put the 900. I am so uh, excited for this. I put the Dune in 900 words into the family chat. And uh, that article, it was on, I believe, Polygon. It was so good because in 900 words, they just described Dune. And it seemed like Star Wars. It seemed like Game of Thrones. It seemed... And just like I said, describing Dune in a short little phrase is it's one-third Game of Thrones, one-third space, and one-third a fat bong rip. And I kind of agree with that from the little (laughs) bit of the book that I've gotten because, my God, that's on fucking point. I can't speak to part of that, but I don't know. I'll buy it. You know, neither one of us for a dollar. None, neither one of us have been to space. I'll so I buy it. I've never been to outer space. Ninety-eight cents. Okay, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so I'd also buy Dune for a Mass dollar, Effect. But... Took a lot of inspiration from Dune. It did. Say. It did, man. Mass well, Effect. If did, you go and... back, a lot of things did. Star Wars. And. and... Like I, that's why I'm like I always hated that the one film was what we got. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I was like, especially really being part to be one. With my son especially, but he's not going to be here. So. That part in Umbrella Academy when uh, the one character was talking to his friend in Vietnam, and he was like, "You love Dune," like he was a sci-fi nerd. You know, there's that un undertow of sci-fi of nerddom that people who they just love dune 
for what it is, but it has yet to be accurately represented. So if you're taking this as the first half, maybe tiptoeing a smidge into the second half for this first movie, I feel like that is a good basis, especially because the director's name is hard to pronounce. That means he's very learned. He's Norwegian or Swedish. He's very into film because it's very cold and they don't have anything else to do. um, Juncture of the game that you want to get the books and start reading them and to buy the books. It's oh, Big Brother already has it. He's already got that covered on Audible. Hardcover is over $500 right now. Just letting you guys know. My God, no! Well, Audible not is people in the room, but just anyone that you can get it with your watch, Audible subscription. Right yeah, now. Audible is just way easier to do. See, and I can't do and Audible. Can... I could do like a Kindle or an e-reader, but I can't because if I start listening and I don't have anything to keep my eyes occupied, then um, I'm I'm gonna start like my mind will start wandering and then i won't absorb hey, what just I'm re-listen to it you'll be fine you yeah, eventually get back around to i it. had to stop listening to podcasts because i was so focused on what i was doing while i was listening to it that i wasn't hearing anything that they were saying it's mostly just background noise yeah yeah it's just nice to listen to um but, but yeah, as an e-reader like something yeah just read them read them they're so good Absolutely, especially with Dune, because Dune is currently scheduled to hit theaters and HBO Max October 22nd, where we're going to get the first part of this. Um, I got to imagine Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, everybody involved with this is going to be right on board to keep going in this franchise and making it go and giving us a true adaptation to this epic space opera that it is. Speaking of space operas, um, there's a different kind of opera that we're going to talk about in the next story, which, of course, is... That was a good segue. Because Lionsgate takes global rights to Kevin Smith's Clerks 3. Lionsgate has acquired worldwide rights to Kevin Smith's Clerks 3, which is going to be it is in pre-production in new jersey and will begin production next month smith has written the screenplay and will direct with the all major cast members from the first two clerks films set to reprise their roles including matthew bugrell the map man christopher bristow the old man and katarina Thur- no i'm kidding um we're not involved in clerks three sadly but jeffrey anderson as Randall, you can try to be <laughs> Brian Hellholleran as Dante, Jay Muse as Jay. You could also try to piss on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna call bit, it range. That last one, a better <laughs> shot. We're a bit out of range as it is podcast speak. That to be asking for a, a spot on Clerks Three. Um, but we will also see. No, fuck them. Um. <laughs> We will see Silent Bob, Kevin Smith, reprising his role, as well as Rosario Dawson as Becky. The film will be produced by Liz Destero and Jordan Masanto in Clerks 3. Uh, following a massive heart attack, Randall enlists Dante, Elias, Jay, and Silent Bob to make a movie immortalizing his life at the convenience store that started it all. If that doesn't just reek of Kevin Smith's actual life, I mean, I know they say write what you know, but 
That's where you go with Clerks 3 after a donkey show? What? Oh, yeah, there was a donkey show in Clerks too. And ass-to-mouth right. talk. Uh-huh. Very awkward having your son standing right next to you, huh? Yeah. That's twice. But you know what? I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, <laughs> Smith said there. there's a saying from the towel that goes something like, to be great is to go on. To go on is to go far. To go far is to return. Thanks to Lionsgate, we uh, get to return to the whole uh, where it started with almost the whole cast at, that started it all. And for the first time since the first uh, since the movie in 1993, we're shooting the entire flick on location in New Jersey as an ode oh, wow. to both the entire allure of cinema and the reinforcefulness and lunacy of of its storytellers. Years ago, Dante Randall made me a filmmaker, so now it's time I return the favor. Jersey, look out for bears. They so, got a lot of them. They have a bear We're seeing problem. Dante and Randall pretty much do the first film behind the scenes in Clerks 3. That little... Audio, uh, video thing just says it all, old man. Because, <laughs> I mean, here's the baffling thing is that this is financed. This movie's financed by three different companies. I feel like if I write a Lug Nuts movie, I can get that shit financed by at least two. You know? Uh, Projangers and Wahangers will now present Lug Nuts. I'm just well. well there's That's one. On I wasn't Sunday. counting a trying that. Story. We do that on Sundays. Yeah, I wasn't counting that one. But no, I was It'll just saying. Like, if Sunday. Kevin Smith can write a movie about him making a fucking movie, I know it's going to be funny. It's not going to be Red State. You know, it's not going to be fucking. You know, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It's probably going to be along the lines of Clerks too, which is, you know, they can't all be winners. <clears throat> But I think that he's got enough of an audience. I mean, look at how those movies pop up restaurants yeah. are doing. Oh There's my god, the movies! Yeah, it's going to do well. It will do well, um, and because there are a lot I of would love to get my egg and movie muffin. You know, there's a lot of Kevin Smith fans out there. You know, and he's just like we mentioned before. He made the movie universe possible with his movies. It was before Marvel. You know, and even, you know, Richard Donner didn't have that kind of balls to kind of try to connect his movie with, like, you know, different things that came out later and stuff like that. You know, it's just Kevin Smith said, hey, well, what if I took this character and put him in a different movie and now that movie's connected? Now I have Mall Rats. Now I have Chasing Amy. Now I have Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and all this yeah, different kind of stuff. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, uh, George Carlin's dead, so can't have him come So back. he's not going to be in it then? He's not going to be on. But in no. that case, we should move on to the next story. Well, the next story is a little bit l- more lively, but it's the Game of DVD exchange over at 23 East State Street. You will find everything from the latest to the retro, uh, minus the PS5s. But 
maybe if he put his order in, you may see a steam deck there. Probably not. But, Mark, you go in there and you'll walk in and he'll say, Broski. I don't have a PS5. But he may have a Series X. You'll find all the retro games that you want in your man cave to relive your childhood right in that store, as well as everything from Blu-ray to everything on the $5 wall. It's all yours, if the price is right, Bob. But we go over to the next story to where the price is also right, which, of course, is Netflix. They will be adding games to their service at no extra charge to their subscribers. Okay. The streaming giant Netflix um, has thank you. confirmed in a shareholder's letter. Well, let's see what the games are first. That it's say. not only expanding into Mr. games, Toad's Wild Ride. but also won't charge users extra to play them. Netflix said it plans on building the company uh, the company's earlier efforts around interactivity, thinking things like Black Mirror Bandersnatch or Stranger, uh, Stranger Things line of games. In doing so, the offering of titles Netflix adds to uh, its service will come at no additional <laughs> cost to, uh, to users, similar to the films and series. However, the company said those games will only be available on mobile devices for now. Hmm. So it's going to be mobile games to start off with. And then eventually, <laughs> I've I got to imagine the hurdle they're trying to go over is the controller in your hand to right. any screen that you're looking at. To where Microsoft has done that, right, old man? Well, they are doing um, that with newer Microsoft TVs. They're having it embedded. So with them putting that technology in, you know, the newer TVs and such, you can see Netflix adding more stuff like five years down the line. You have them adding on There's like devices you know, Horizon like and this. older games. There's devices like this that you can just put your phone in and play your game. So the technology is out there. But is it worth it? But I mean, that, that, you that have thing to only costs me twenty dollars. But you have to have that technology to where if you're looking for no cost to your subscribers with Netflix adding this, you have to have you gotta want you you have to acknowledge that there's some kind of you know technological gap that you have to get over here to get a person to watching Netflix where the fuck ever. And then being able to say, you know what? Let me log on to Fortnite on that on Netflix, you know, I got or something akin to that. They're going to be trying to snatch onto that market and demographic as well as everything media, video wise, to where I see this as a huge expansion for them, and to where yes, right now they may add on these mobile games for free, but once you start getting into the other next gen games they're going to have that Xbox or e, uh, EA premium access that you have to pay for. Yeah, it, it'll all come to fruition. I have faith in their uh, glorified budget. So, I mean, Netflix hasn't really... And they got, they got fucking wrong. money. They'll, they'll be able to take care of it. Well, they haven't really done wrong with the, the movies and series that they've released yet. We've seen lot of ip like the witcher coming out there and doing 
doing right by the source material and having a huge a, uh, fan support behind buy it. the rights to Castlevania and make a really good game. You they know what? On the anime, so they got it. I, I, if they did a Castlevania game, I would want them to do it just like the classics, like they're doing with Metroid, Metroid Dread. They're leaving that the two D platformer, just like what you love, and adding in those three D cinematic visuals and everything else that you want to see. I want them to do like if they were. If they were smart, they would do license the Castlevania IP yeah. in the anime style that they presented as a side scroller. That would be amazing. An, an anime Castlevania side scroller would really hit. That would really <laughs> fucking hit with Scythe, uh, Alucard, yeah. and Trevor. Yeah. Fuck, that would, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. That really is a good idea. Um, but I'm right here. I'm right here. Yes. We'll, we'll have this to guy. see this guy. if Netflix hires the old man or if they actually take this. Because if you can log on to your Netflix and watch Castlevania and then play a Netflix-sponsored Castlevania anime-inspired game. Right off next to the next series. That which you could do a controller which pops up on your phone. With the Netflix app, you could ha- actually just have, I don't know, some kind of Bluetooth connectivity to where, yes, that or, you know, some kind of device in between you and them. There would it would have to be very easily, you know, I just see there still being a hurdle in between that to where if they want to go to the next level like Stadia to where even they're not really doing well. But Netflix has a lot of capital behind them, so maybe they can make this work. But there's still a hurdle. Yeah, I, I, I personally see Netflix pairing with Sony to integrate the gaming portion of them. So if you want to see the gaming on that, you would see it with Sony because then it, then then PlayStation now would be attributed to into their pricing as well. Well, to put this to, even into layman's terms, I would want them. I would want like Cat. To be able to log on to Netflix and play like Jedi: The Fallen Order on Netflix, and be able to pull up like her phone or like a controller that's Bluetooth enabled that's laying around, and be able to connect to that Netflix game and play it. That's to where I would see you would have that value enough for the premium service that would entice people to go in to where, hey, I just need, I got my already, I already have a Netflix account. They got all these great games on here. I might as well just sign up for the premium service, hook up my Bluetooth, you know, uh, controller, and just play. If they go that route, I think that you actually have a future for Netflix that nobody fucking knew they could do, which is right up their alley. Of nobody even knew that Netflix or YouTube or any of these services. People would really flock around religiously. It'd like be they very do. important to be the first one. So with them, but gaming, there's a lot of people wanting to do the streaming service with gaming. But who better to do streaming service than Netflix? Because they've already dominated and mastered the video realm. I think they'll be playing catch up to Microsoft though, because Microsoft's got it handled right now. They're the big giant in that gaming 
you know, uh, streaming service to where they want, they are already have a game plan for you to game literally wherever you are. Yeah, it took them to have a misstep with the Xbox One yeah. um, at E3 to get to this point. And, you know, I'm actually kind of glad that they had that misstep now because it, it made them go, oh, okay, yeah, we screwed up. Well, especially when you look at recently with Netflix over 2020, uh, you know, dropping 400,000 subscribers, they're going to be looking at a new way to bring people in. And even if it's on the mobile market, a lot of people will look and watch stuff on Netflix on their mobile phone, on their lunch mm-hmm. break, before work, after work. You're going During to be work. watching that. And now if you have we'll at least here. that mobile phone, because Big Brother, you know, a good mobile phone game, if it's free on Netflix, you're fucking playing it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially if it doesn't have ads. I don't know if the screen's not that bright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, certain things. If they pop in the right game, they're even on the mobile market, they're still looking at billions of dollars. Yeah. Another game that's probably looking at billions of dollars. Well, that's its next story. Because Ubisoft reveals a new multiplayer free-to-play shooter based in the Tom Clancy universe, which is Tom Clancy's ex-Defiant. Let me see this. Yeah, I mean, it's your classic FPS, you know. Well, yeah, Ubisoft has uh, continued on to expand and evolve Tom Clancy universe over the past couple of years while rainbow six siege, the division and others continue to be incredibly popular. Ubisoft has begun to incorporate new ideas to freshen up the universe. For example, rainbow six extraction takes cues from the outbreak limited time event in siege, forming a brand new game around three person cooperative mission structure, telling a story of rainbow of team rainbow and attempting to fight back against a biological threat, which is very vague. So it's uh, the division ghost recon and uh, rainbow six siege. Combined. converge into like a, a multiverse and there's a, a trailer below um they yeah i'm watching it now. but it's it's pretty much it that's exactly what it is is it's all the tom clancy universe combined into it's a in shooter. it's into an apex legends format so it's three three v three a free shooter might add yeah free it's free free, free, free might free. be pay to win but it's free but how they incorporate their classes to where if you skip to like 51 minutes, 50 minutes or so, or 50 seconds rather, um, you see a lot more of the action that's involved in this to where they have actualized, like really looked at the gunplay, made sure the gunplay was accurate. You have your separate classes, which add, you know, you have your wolves and different stuff, which are, Attributing out to the different forms in the Tom Clancy verse, and you have different biomes that you're fighting in. It's right along the lines of a good Apex Legends 
first-person shooter with a lot of customizations with the Echelon, Outcast, Cleaners, and Wolves uh, as factions that you can pick. And in those factions, you have your different roles as healer, you know, tank, you know, uh, rogue, uh, healer, and all that. To where it's Do they have a healer? Still, the, <laughs> I probably said that a couple times, but you, it's that right along that lines of uh, Rainbow Six Siege, to where everybody has a role in this shooter. So, like okay. the podcast. Now you and right here with the with a, a whole bunch of guns. They're trying to make it very uh, customizable to your experience as you're going through this, to where you can really fuck shit up. They want to make your fuck shit up experience very comfortable. They want you to be able to fuck all the shit up that you could possibly fuck up. Like this next story. Um, but you'll see Tom Clancy's uh, ex-divergence in the future. Uh, no release date, but their beta is out now to where they're looking for fan feedback as to make the game better. So you can check that out at playxdefiant.com. But we have a new old game to talk about here. Dead Space is getting a remake. Dead Space is back. Visceral game sci-fi horror classic. Originally released in 2008, being remade by Electronic Arts Motive Studio. The publisher announced during the Thursday's EA Play Live Digital Showcase, the new Dead Space is coming to PlayStation 5, Windows, PC, and Xbox Series X. Players will experience an improved story, characters, uh, player uh, gameplay mechanics, and more as they fight to survive a living nightmare aboard a desolate mining starship, the USG Ishimura, while all while uncovering the dreadful mystery of what happened to the slaughtered crew and ship, EA said in a news release. Uh, This game, originally done by Visceral Studios, was... In a league of its own during this time. It came out in 2008. Um, and the, necro, the Necromorphs were a new spin on how to do a zombie game. Because we were still being inundated with Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Day, by, day by Deadlight. Day Z. Um, uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6. Dead Space was a, a nice twist. It gave that alien vibe yeah. with, you know, with kind of like suspense horror with yeah. the, the slight action elements that you needed for it. It was very still, much an adrenaline-packed thrill ride and, and it, the it, story. There was a, a lot of jump scares on it. So yeah, I highly recommend, if, even if you just want to know about the game, watch it on YouTube. You don't have to watch you know, long clips for it, but you can get the general idea. People the who story. Thought, people who thought Miss Minutes jump scare in Loki was surprising will be very horrified by Dead Space. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> I still, I still play that game all the way through. Yeah, at least once a year because it is that good. With the family gathered around him. No, no. <laughs> Look, Connor. 
<laughs> this will no, score no, you for life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not Connor approved. No, that Last of Us and other games that shall not be named. Okay, but uh, like a Leisure Suit Larry, this ship shall continue. Um, Dead Space, you'll have to check it out. They want uh, this to look good for new players as well as people who enjoyed the r- original um motive is best known for its work on star wars battlefront 2's single player campaign and star wars squadrons so you got those two star solid star wars titles under your belt squadrons people love especially battlefront 2's single player campaign i will say if you look up dead space ignition which was an anime prequel with our first game no no don't don't go there no, Mama rolling that body. Go- just, just, just no. no. Stop. <laughs> okay. Um, watch the anime. It'll give you a better appreciation and give you an idea of the story. And it's, you know, it's just about it's about an hour and twenty, 20 so, minutes long. So no pissing. No. Okay. Just, but <laughs> just, just stay in the closet with that one. EA did not announce a release date on the new Dead Space remake. But I have to imagine there will be plenty of jump scares. Uh, doing a remake, not a remastered, is a good idea, I think, for the Dead Space franchise. Well, it, the, the remake is a good idea because it brings, it brings it to a new audience that's now coming to age that it, are able to play the game. So. Yeah. You have all the mechanics that you can add in from the last one. Um, and you all don't the, really have to do a lot but not the, the mechanics, mechanics that, are solids. But not the mechanics that didn't work. Like, not the things that didn't work. You can add in all the culminative knowledge. You don't have to do that, well, I had all these weapons in the last game, but golly, I lost them all. That never really happened. In a lot of games, they use that as a mechanic, to where this is where you have to build your character back up again, is my point. You don't have to do that with a remastered, you can just tell, uh, you have to tell that same story with a remake. You can just go off and just make this a slightly blurry, better picture of the of the last one. But on that bombshell, we go off to the next story, which is a finer look. At From a, necromorphs to samurais. At an old game, because... One interesting fact I saw was that you could uh, ninjas, fax machines, and Abraham Lincoln all existed at the same time. Yeah. What? The telegraph fax machine or the photo telegraph was the same that a samurai could send at the same time. A fax because they all existed at the same time. It was either a samurai sword or a dick pic, but Lincoln got one of them. Let's hope it will. All right. You're going to swipe left on that one there, sir. (laughs) But hopefully this samurai will make you swipe right because new Ghost of Tsushima director's cut trailer reveals more about Iki Island and the trailer is Director's cut to DMs. Yeah, uh, director's cut trailer down below. A new Ghost of Tsushima director's cut trailer dives deep into the dangers of loud music, advertisements, <laughs> and Iki Island. A new playable area for fans of the samurai game to roam around in. This expansion 
is exclusive to the director's cut, giving newcomers even more of a reason to jump in, as well as those that may have already completed Jin's journey. And that's not the alcohol Jin, it's his name. If you're a history buff, you may know that in addition to uh, Toshima, uh, the neighboring island of Iki was also invaded during the time period of this game. As said Sucker Punch, when the director's cut was first revealed, when we are excited to reveal that a whole new chapter of Jin's journey is coming and will take place on Iki. In this new story, Jin travels to the island to investigate rumors of a Mongol presence, but soon he finds himself caught up in events with deeply personal stakes that will force him to reveal some traumatic moments from his past. This game is beautiful in design. Just going through, walking, like as you're walking through, in the game and you see the scenery it's just breathtaking oh yeah. i highly recommend anyone to play this game 100 percent. Iggy island is the next step for jin's journey where the discover uh where he discovers a mysterious mongol tribe has begun to claw its way into the island jin learns about the shaman called anasakar or something like that which we witness in the video above um and about her followers called eagles. The shaman claims to dominate even the souls of the man, not just the nations they run, which proves to be Jin's greatest challenge yet to face this new threat. are always keeping me down. <laughs> Jin must travel to Iki Island through past traumas and ensure that, he, uh, that this adventure is anything but smooth sailing. So plenty of mini-games, mini new armor, horses, and more involved in this new director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima. And you shall find it on stores shelves August 20th, 2021. Ghost of Tsushima was right along the lines of uh, that Dark Souls kind of punishing game. Uh, a little less... Um... Uh, not as like in your face about it. They what was gave the other you one? an out. What was the other one that I'm thinking of that was really fucking brutal? Um, it was PlayStation Samurai. Um, fuck, what was that? Not Neo or Neo Two. Um, there was another one. Uh, fuck, it was a game of the year too. Sekiro. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Thank you. Yeah, those two <laughs> games look very similar but they're very punishing at the same point to where if you're like big brother and you're a masochist and you love those difficult games to where you only save at a campfire and you got a, a boy scout pocket knife and a fucking one soul to live against a dragon emperor with 50,000 lives then maybe this is your game but maybe the game will get cancelled like our next story because a canceled Superman game inspired by Justice League Unlimited services online. Um, if you go down, there are three videos uh, that are in the trailer. That one is like a montage of a bunch of clips. But it, those two bottom ones are the, are the honey of what this game was. To where they were trying to look at the brawls of superheroes. 
for their game. And this Superman game was supposed to, it was being worked on in 2006 to, or 2007 to 2008. It was going to be, you know, right along the lines with that 2006 Superman movie. But due to poor box office um, and the fact that this game studio and the publisher collapsed, uh, Factor 5, this game was never made. But the game was all based off of Superman and the environment taking damage around him to where right here, he's going through a fucking building. How awesome would that have been to have a Superman game to where you can take a motherfucker through a building, freeze him with your ice breath, maybe laser beam him. You can do all this Superman shit, run around super fast. But we have yet to get a good Superman game to when it has all the good mechanics of it, though. Like, look at this. You could just take a fucking god bad guy through the fucking building, throw him against the fucking wall, and you're going to see damage. And you saw how people lost their damn minds. I mean, we're getting the Suicide Squad game to where Superman's going to be an antagonist, but he's always depicted so awesomely in somebody else's game, but Mm -hmm. nobody can give him a solid game to himself because, oh, he's too overpowered. Maybe you're just not creative enough. What would the story be? You could do Superman, just like the one Superman game that was canceled. You could have Superman in the Brainiac bottled city of Krypton that he took to where there's a constant red light. And he has to overcome that red light through the little battles and stuff that he does. He only retains so much of his powers because of the red light shining down on him. And he has, that's the forward moving of the story to where you have to overcome this in this Kryptonian city and learn new different Kryptonian technologies and ways of speaking and stuff like that. There's a different bunch of ways you can do a Superman game and make I it good and fun. Subscription. That was just off the top of my head. Like, you know, there's a bunch of, and they're like, nope, too hard. Can't do it. I just fucking did it. Like, and this right here, they did it. They made a Superman game that I want to play. And it, it it's sad that it's, I think it's a lot of like fucking backward, backdoors, uh, you know, backdoors conversations to where they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, look, they even have the controller scheme at the top to where you, the Pajanger box is covering it, but they have the controller scheme for the fucking game. And what you would be doing as Superman in this video right here to where you're taking Doomsday through a building. It's affected every, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing in next gen. And this is the kind of stuff they're working on in 2006 with Superman, with a game that we've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, you got action sequences and, and impromptu, you know, things that you need to do. Laser vision. You know, everything everything right there to where the classic games in 2006, if you mention them, it would be right on par with that. But it never made out Look because of that. backdoor politics. Nice little end scene there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To where that's the kind of stuff to where um, there's also, the, I think, the other one. Did you click on the uh, that uh, the second one? 
Yeah, we got, we got both these. Both of those? Both those we did. Yeah. But it was a great game. They might not have ever been. Like Star Wars 1313, it's one of those games you wish that nobody meddled in and we finally would have gotten a good Superman game, a good Bounty Hunter game in a certain universe. So, unfortunately, we will be hung dry on that. But one thing we won't be hung dry on, hopefully, is the next story. Because it's radioactive. Radioactive. Oh, yeah, let's not. Um, a nuclear-powered Game Boy it, that lasts 100 years has been created. It also gives you cancer. No, no, no. It's safe. That was the virtual boy. <laughs> you alive for the 100 years to play it. Yeah, in the true spirit of the 80s, engineer and YouTuber Ian Chauners has invented a nuclear-powered Game Boy at, simp- uh, at simply the thought of such creation. I'm already bamboozled. The nuclear-powered generation uh, generation takes place in a ginormous plants with towering uh, towering cooling towers that these simply uh, supply energy to the entire cities. How is this possible to condense this gigantic nuclear power into this sci- tiny sci-fi system? Uh, tritium is a radioactive hydrogen gas dis, uh, distributed in vials that is available to the average Joe without any kind of requirement of formal physics qualifications <laughs> or reason why you would want to purchase this in large quantities of radioactive material. No problem. You could just buy this little gas. Uh, when Tritum loses a neutron that then becomes a proton, electron, and anti neuron the electron will interact with the phosphorus base compound inside the vial causing the strip of gas to glow chanaris then brought uh there's a video below uh chanaris then brought all of the colors of tritium vials uh to see which wavelength generated the most power uh, at low light levels through the solar cell the nickel partnerships Green vials brings us tools. No, I want you to stop. <laughs> brings us knowledge. Brings us a uh, view on the future. How do I make it go away? <laughs> sure. The ability to work remotely, to work securely. Okay. So maybe we're not just... getting the video. The video is not happening. <laughs> maybe just stay at that. Stay right. You know what? You're right. It did work. The video and I, we weren't getting along. Let's just. You know what? You're right. Talk we'll just just stay right there. I think there. the video's giving him cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the vial, the green vials were sandwiched between two cells, thereby serving as the nuclear generator for the Game Boy. However, the generator only produced a millionth of a watt in power. And the console requires almost a mil- millions of watts to uh, switch on. And be playable. So not a fantastic situation for Chanaris. Um, what he did to solve the issue was track down a collection of knockoff Game Boys until he found one that used thousands of microwatts. That, uh, the question was then whether or not the nuclear generator could affect the store and store power for the Game Boy <laughs> to siphon off energy time 
the player wanted to use the console. Uh, after a lot of head scratching and weeks of searching, a thin film solid state battery would be uh, just the ticket to get it working. Uh, here's the catch. Two months worth of charging the battery through the nuclear sandwich amounts to about an hour of playtime. That's totally not worth the effort. But it's nuclear. Yeah, well, <laughs> see your doctor. But he did say that it is completely safe to hold oh, okay. by your nuts and stare at it for hours if you can charge it that long. Glow diggity. All you have to do is charge your <laughs> nuclear-powered game board. Now, here's the cool thing about it is that why on earth would you ever spend time on the invention on an invention like this? Well, Ian has one reason at least at the very least. Every entry to win his nuclear powered Game Boy raises money for Chernobyl Children International, a charity that supports those who are still affected by the disaster. As per a charity website, approximately 6,000 children are born every year in the Ukraine with defects like Chernobyl heart, which are multiple holes found in the heart that trigger complications like strokes. At the time of this writing, over $500 has been raised from the raffle, and it ends on August 13th. So definitely get out there, and it's a good cause. And you get a nuclear-powered Game Boy. That works for an hour every two months. So, you know, you have that going for you. If you leave it alone for two years, does it explode? I don't see why. No, but it will burn a hole through your floor. Because it's just a, <laughs> a, rea- a you know, a radioactive hydrogen gas. It's not really going to be doing anything but just collecting energy by passing neurons. Mm. You ever wanted a three-eye fish? Kind of. Here's your chance. After the Simpsons? Yeah. You I want your own blinky? <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Well. Not Are you sure? I thought not you had that, that PhD in science uh, and biology. I'm not sure. But I, one thing I am sure about is this next story. Because it is Tony Brown Holmes. Whether you want Blinky the three-eyed fish or maybe just a place to sit down and make your man cave, Tony Brown and his wife Clarissa will help you find the ultimate dream home for you and the ultimate Perjanger Cave. And you just hop on over here to Facebook.com backslash Tony Brown Homes and he will get you set in your new dream home today. A lot like the end of this podcast, we hop on over here at pjandwh.com. We have our perfect end segment for this week, which is what position, Katie, would you want on the Enterprise and why? Doggy style or on top? No. What position in the Enterprise would you want? Are you helm, engineering, Weapons, security, um, are you, like, medical and psychological with the Anna Troy? Where are you guys going with your Enterprise staff locations? Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Like two Canadians walking through this uh, fucking door at a Walmart. Oh, no, no. After you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. Sorry. After you. Officer like Uhura on the bridge where I'm in the thick of it, but I never have to go down. You know what? I I thought that was the perfect 
spot for I you. I get all the cheesemen without any of the. Um, oh, you get all the gossip shirt. too. Exactly. Wow, I'd want to be a red shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's only a bad thing for TOS. After that, you're safe. Well, yeah, no, next generation, like everybody had red shirts. Yeah. yeah. Everybody had them. So, like, it's if you're on the next, if you're on the Enterprise D, you're fine. Like D or E, you're fine. If you're on like the original Enterprise, like bro, you may want want to want that red shirt. For for mine, it for actual position would be engineering, like Jordy. Oh, but you for, would definitely. Yeah, I could see both of them. For 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 a made up position, the person who loads the hollow deck with new programs. <laughs> <laughs> no, there has to be that person. He works on a star base. Look, he doesn't you had, work what was Someone that, has to do it. What was that ne- next generation episode to where the guy got really... They had the hollow deck addiction episode. Barkley. Barkley. Yes. Officer Barkley. He got oh way too was... fucking into holodeck. And they, that was next generation. He was At the up. time, dealing Jordy with holodeck addiction. Addicted to the holodeck, too. I'm Data, already addicted to holodecks, and they don't exist. Data had the Sherlock uh, Holmes addiction. He did. Oh, my gosh. Can you that imagine? was cool, man. Don't knock on Data, R.I.P. <laughs> I still have a really hard time with that episode with his daughter. I know that he doesn't have emotion, but it was like yeah. you knew what she needed, and you're, spo- you're programmed to respond in a way, yeah. and he still didn't. And she was like, I love you, and he was like, mm, I don't feel nothing. Like an English Does father. Not compute. Oh, <laughs> like a true English father. Like uh, I don't know what you're saying. He was able to mimic emotion when he was up in the in the suite with Yar. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, but he could turn that. Like, he could he turn could that chip his daughter off. You know, a little. My God, if all of us could just whoop, switch that emotion chip off, man. You oh, know, Data had that sure. ultimate f- fuck you switch. Like, oh, you're bleeding out. Whoop. Don't fucking care. Bye-bye. And <laughs> That seems like a problem for you. <laughs> I mean, he had control of the Switch. Nobody else had control of that Switch. Remember but that, like, even the Star with Trek the movie? Switch not on, in his core programming was to take cues from the people that he was speaking to and, and respond appropriately. And here is this child that he created <laughs> saying she's she loves him, and he's like, He's in the military. <laughs> what do you mean by that? He's in the military. He's not a Sounds psychologist. Sounds like a you problem. It's <laughs> He's not That's a psychologist. Really a problem. He's Good a war machine. Says. He's a war android. Data, He's how can war, we kill all these war people? War android, sex toy android. He I mean, is. he'll dress up and do Shakespeare with Picard, but he couldn't have been nice to his daughter. Look, he's Come anatomically on. correct. And in a certain multiverse, he may have fornicated with we a fellow officer. We don't know. We don't know what was put. Was he anatomically correct for human, or is he like a redundant? Klingon? No, no, no. What, in that one episode what? with the officer that disappeared in the past, he said, "I'm anatomically correct." So Data had a dick. So well, he was throwing that. Does the title have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know is if Data had one or if he had two, like a Klingon. You know what? Damn, that's a good that that is a good question. He was molded by his creator, so he was probably human. Now, you don't know that. 
once again, the Han Solo. How how old was Han Solo? Your image. You exactly. tell me you're not going to put in a couple of enhancements. You know, enhancements against the base form. I know what you we mean. You don't know that. Maybe one is tucked. <laughs> maybe maybe one's like a dog. It goes in. There you go. Over his shoulder, like a it retracts, <laughs> like a continental soldier. <laughs> what? No, yes, that's my continental. Hang low. That's Stop my continental soldier dick. Looking. Yeah, I get the joke. I'm I understand. Here. I'm Wasn't up here. Wasn't that throwing it over his shoulder though? Because I don't remember him wearing any kind of. <laughs> it was that would explain warps. It went inside. But that wouldn't explain. <laughs> What's that warp? It's a sash. Worst no, metal funny. dick might be the po- title of the podcast. Um, oh. So for my actual position, I would want to go with somewhere with helm. Obviously, being the helm of this podcast, but being able now, to I say, can see you be the person that would push the buttons to fire the torpedoes and and. <laughs> Look, you'd be the I one who wants to actually you, kill the shit. I, would, I could see you as a science officer. I would, I would be Worf yeah, or Spock. Yeah. Oh, security. Security can, or okay, Spock. If you're going to do security, you have to be Tuvok, though. I see you way more as a Tuvok than a Worf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only he's, he's like got, he, he's once got in five. Belt, so. Look, I'm right there with Tuvok. Once in 10 years, you have sex. I'm right there with him. You know, I'm right along the same lines of that. I just need to have more of a logical mind base, and me and Tuvok are practically brothers. Not to mention that eyebrow says so much. It's highly illogical. That is a sassy eyebrow. Especially with the fedora. There you go. Um, But, no, Tuvok aside, I definitely, yeah, yeah, science or security, just having... Like the pla- uh, the phaser or the phaser rifle, it's a lot of power right there. Killing lots. Hey, we of- come in peace, shoot to kill. Killing like two <laughs> boards like before you're assimilated. Like, the only thing that they res- they understand is this, and he holds up his phaser, and I was like, "All right, dude, calm down." Well built phaser. Yes, Captain. Love- Warp was always ready to go for somebody who got his ass whooped every time. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So I I honestly and it was once again like. Kelly was saying, with your answers, I was, I could see you guys in that Star Trek uniform, I and totally right where you were, especially Big Brown. Brother with a red shirt, because you know right. he would be right there on the first planet. Be like, Steve, come on, come on, let's go. What? I'm that guy <laughs> huh? in, that goes down with what's his name? Uh, ah, the oh, look at this! Pull my shoots. Hey, hey, you guys see that? Where are you running? Uh, yeah, he, you would definitely be a red shirt. Like, all that yeah. just made sense. Sure. So we would not make Big Brother part of the ground team, and he would just be in the he starship. He would have been assimilated by the Borg and still complain about his pain. That sounds so much fun. And everyone could suffer. No, no, no. That would make the whole Borg worse. <gasps> that would, make... would be the Marvin, the... um. Marvin Hagler, the android the from Borg. Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Could you imagine if you had Steve's voice as as the voice of the intercom of like the ship <laughs> Enterprise? <laughs> very like alert, alert. <laughs> Get off your ass! Alert, Let's go to shoot now. Get to your alert. fucking stations. Like, yeah, no, fucking it would be... move. Yeah, no, it'd be very hostile. It would yeah. be a very hostile work. Yields down to 25%, asshole. <laughs> to where We're even. Dying. Get off. 
to where you even, all fail. To where even Get Klingons, space pods. Even Klingons are saying, "Damn, man!" Like, <laughs> like shoot, maybe. it's our new motivational program. Die or not, <laughs> AI Big Brother in space, <laughs> masochism included. <laughs> it's a free DLC. <laughs> hence, hence why we're loading that into the holodeck <laughs> as well as a fucking net outside the airlocks to make sure you can't kill yourself like in china he would be nope, randomly no killing yourself come on like, back in I'm going I'm, I'm going to depressurize the enterprise <laughs> <laughs> you know what no, it's for kidding. the best depressurize no just oh, in certain departments. I love how we just made him Kang the Conqueror. Anyway, <laughs> I will turn this <laughs> ship right around. <laughs> we will turn this ship right around. To if th- I want to go warp two, I'm going warp two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be two. like, sorry, we're going warp seven. That's it. Well, no, like if you look at like next generation, like warp ten, to where they put the speed limit on the warp track. <laughs> He would be like, Warp 12, fucker, let's go! We gotta get there! We're gonna go plaid. We're going plaid! That's the wrong universe! I don't care! It's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Absolutely. A lot like the thank yous. We want to thank you to Rory Carroll, Sean Ennis, Jay Masters, as well as Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. And, of course, this is always... Happy a- birthday, April. Happy yes. birthday, April. Happy Thank birthday you. to April Thank Everett's, one of the OG Purjangers and Wallhanger supporters. Link is even very much even excited. Who looks like she's living her best life in Vegas. Enjoy. I hope you win big and there's no zombie apocalypse. Well, as long as Zack Snyder is not involved, I think she should be safe. Very Hopefully so. not. But interactive experiences aside, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Beagle, the Batman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And, of course, Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman. All the way from Thermoscara, we have big brother Stephen Bucarell, the omnipotent presence, as well as our hero at time, Link Diablo. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, Wall Jaggers, until then, came on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, now we're going to end it. It's super crazy. Oh, no. oh, All no. the time. Oh. All right, bye-bye. We're doing it live. Play on the Jaggers. That was a good segue. Hello, Catalina. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I am doing okay. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, what is going on here? <clears throat> This mouse is not doing well. Is it on? I did turn it off. No, I turned it on. No, it's moving. See, I see it. There.
Yeah, but it's not. Uh, there it is. It's just a little late. And... The mail says something I picked up in the nineties. So let's let's remember that. It's, that mouse is that mouse is older than people I work with. That's Adults. not look. That's not very surprising anymore because there are certain children who have parents who were born after the movie Shrek came out. Oh, we're recording. So we have to accept that, too. I was referencing something. She's like, yeah, I wasn't born then. I'm like, really? I'm really getting old. When I was living with Bob, um, he would... (sighs) No, I got it. No, I was looking at the uh, laptop here. Uh, he's so smug with himself. Look at him. <laughs> no, this uh, I was just messing around with the the Zoom settings prior to. I can in. tell. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can tell. I thought I disabled this, but oh well. It's kind of funny. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah. No, it, I mean it's, it's better than it's better than this. It's very Archie Bunker of you. Yes, I know. Very happy day. Oh, you dick. (laughs) Katarina is busy, so she can't enjoy the postcard. Which we, you could even put that on our business card and I would be fine. Well, with the the little Maddie. No, you just have PJ and WH, like projangers and wall hangers across my forehead. Like, yeah, no, there we go. Grab Oprah Winfrey in there and sit. So, everything being out in the open, um, Loki-wise, Black Widow-wise, we have some interesting shows coming out. So, kind of wanted to do a mid-year speculation, if you will, of what we will get. So, we have... Black Widow, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki all introducing us to different elements of what we're going to be seeing next into the multiverse. So out of WandaVision, obviously, we're seeing Doctor Strange. With Shang-Chi, we're seeing a Doctor Strange influence because we have Wong in there. And whiter Wong... (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the wrong multiverse because he kind of looked yes. like uh, Bruce Lee in the Green Hornet. Yeah, yeah. Take a look up there, cat. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Carmamiti. <laughs> Sadly, we don't have any pirate news. Okay. Yeah, but. Um, with Marvel, we have Loki setting up the multiverse, obviously mm-hmm. setting up um, Spider-Man as well as, I'm thinking Thor Love and Thunder, and Eternals. Nobody really knows what we're getting into. I kind of feel like it's going to be its own kind of Guardians of the Galaxy, like standalone introduction of a ton of new characters, because we're still in the setup phase for this year. Yeah. So I figure everything that we're seeing 
this year is going to be set up. Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Eternals. That's what we have coming out through the rest of this. On top of what if, because what if, obviously, we talked about it, I think, last week or the week prior. uh, Haley Atwood is rumored to be in Doctor Strange as Captain Carter. Not the double negative old man, which sounds like a comic book villain. Yeah, du- double negative old man. The double this, negative. This old might man. be a better conversation if someone joins him. Hello. We can't we hear can't you, Cat. Hear you. Something. Oh, you're a god. You're mute on. I was mute. I was muted because I was talking to the kids. Oh, well, that's acceptable. You got to talk to the kids, I guess, legally. At least twice a day. After that, they're on their own. Um, I apologize. I thought you were telling us what your no, no. I just wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on what we're seeing midway through with the multiverse. I kind of set up what we're going to see, what we have seen. So, where do you see this? Obviously, we know Yelena. It has a very big bone to pick with Hawkeye. Which as well sense. as Red Guardian. I would love to see him in there. I I don't know. I, I don't pretend to be super learned learned in Marvel. What I read from Marvel was X Men and then other than that was like mainly DC stuff. So yeah. I don't know how all of this how it goes against any of the di- different variants. Um Well that's the beauty. You can go anywhere. Stuff. So for me, it just, it feels almost like, and I don't want to sound like I'm being negative because honestly, I'm not, I've enjoyed everything that's come out. Some things I felt were more successful than others, Yeah. but Marvel in general is not putting out anything like, like WandaVision with its 28 Emmy award nominations. I love, (laughs) you know, I was on the edge of my seat for them to drop a new episode, but as far as where they're going is, I think it's almost, I don't know. I think that they've given us so many red herrings that I don't want to say, well, I think this is where we're going because they might bring something in completely left field. But at the same time, I feel like it's, um, it's almost too much. Mm. Like my brain can't wrap my, like wrap around everything. So, so to kind of throw a little bit more at you, look at the last episode time, Oh, yeah, I like, read that already. The yeah. scrolling of time. They, like, I actually saw it in real time. They're matched up. Oh, up. I put yeah, it on I, the family chat. That, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I think the video was put in the family chat. So yeah, I, I put it up awesome. there because I was like, oh, my God, that is the threshold. Their attention Wanda to being the Nexus event. It's all their, connected. Their attention to detail, the way that they layer things upon layer things, it's almost yeah. like – you don't want to come out with a theory because they're going to be like, no, because if you look at this, this, and this, and at minute 13 of episode two, they show this in the background and that can be alluding to this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, after, I'm just going to watch. Just, My point watch is watching and after, after watching, there's, uh, there's the two trains assembled. of thought of checking your mind at the door for two reasons. One, the source material is just good enough to, just not put any thought into it 
or the source material is so good that you have to. So that I think we're in well, I think we're the in the latter with that. I, I think, think it's better I think to not have any preconceived notions. There's very rarely been a time where they've introduced a character that I wasn't already that I hadn't already at least heard of, maybe not super familiar with, but I've heard the name before, so I kind of get where it's going. But at the same time, like I said, it's just it's so much. And then even in our family chat where <sighs> articles and theories are running abounds, I'm like, I can't I'm I, I just, I just, uh, video games. I can't. This is too three dimensional and for this is like 4K. Well, here's the conspiracy thing. theory, and I'm, I'm still rabbit ears. It, you, you know can what be, I'm saying? You can have the shock. Have you watched that video yet? You can have, shut up. Oh, that's an you hour video. You know value. how much you're asking me for. You can, yeah. look, I keep with it. all of this Marvel shit, you can have the shock value of, oh my God, what am I looking at? What am I getting into? You don't focus on that. You focus on the small stories, step by step. You know what we Where should you be going focusing with? on? The, that, that link that's going to be above your head. No. That's what we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on letting Matt Man speak for a minute. So <laughs> what I want to say is that with the multiverse, with this opening up, you have all these possibilities, yes, but... Ultimately, it's on the writer. It doesn't matter if you have Hulk versus Iron Man or Superman versus Batman. It is up to the writer who wins that battle. So ultimately, the anxiety you have going into all of this is right on the writing team. It's on the directing team because if you watch Loki Assembled on the Disney Plus, breaking down the back scenes, you see that there's little things that are added along the way. It's not just the writing. It's the director's vision. It's also what Owen Wilson says and what Loki says, how they're inspired by Shakespeare and different things that they've gone along their path. There's so many different things that get, that a, get added into it that also make it a bigger experience, which you can dive deep into, and that's where you get these nerds going like, oh, they're going here because of this Easter egg, because right. they have stuff sprinkled in there for everyone. It doesn't matter and if you is, know who they're talking about. You will find out. It is a testament to, to Disney and Marvel that. Yeah, it's good storytelling. Talented and passionate people to bring these stories to life. And that's why no other franchise that I can think of is anywhere near touching them. And no other franchise have hired li- like next to no known nothings as actors and directors and part of the production staff like marvel has like they have gone with taika watiti and the russo brothers you wouldn't have seen these people otherwise if they haven't gotten this marvel content you wouldn't have they've highlighted certain people to where now they have a different light and they're getting different contracts and different kind of you know work outside of what they've done with marvel because of that and it was all based off that indie highlight, so they should hire us. That was my point. That's a very, that was a very good segue. Yeah, It was. Just like pushing the subscribe button right here, as well as going right above my head and finding the very best Purge Angers and Wall Hangers video for you. And right above our cardboard Kelly's head is, of course, all the Triforce podcasts in a playlist. And, of course, as our main man Connor always says... 
No, he doesn't say that. He says, <laughs> Isolate that rough. <laughs> no, he doesn't say rough. That was per- I hope the mic picked that up. I really thought that, that was, was a button. Like, I had no idea. It will be in no. the future if, he, if the will, mic picked oh, it up. Oh, it will be. The mic picked it up because my latest uh, button is, It's a me, Million Dollar Mario. Hello. <laughs> Is tired of sitting on the sidelines. He wants to be in that cardboard cutout chair. <laughs> if I could make it a nice little comfortable bed for him, maybe he would go in there for five minutes and then hop out and go check the window. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's fun. His friend had and he's maybe out there. It. Or he's the fun police of the neighborhood. I don't know if you guys have one. There's a fun police dog and it's usually Link. It's very nice. I just put into the chat, um, someone showed me uh, Ugandan Mortal Kombat. And it's just this little one clip, like four seconds, and it's hilarious. Okay. Like, you would appreciate it for broken English. And uh, for posterity, obviously, so you can think of it all the way through the podcast and have a nice little answer. Our end credit segment is... What position, Giggity, would you have on the USS Enterprise? And I saw your Giggity, Katarina, and it was appreciated. <laughs> All Giggities are appreciated at Projangers. It was either Giggity or Nice. And I figured Giggity would be interpret- more likely to be interpreted the right way than yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. because I live in a world where I dream that there are Giggities for everyone. Make it so. Giggities um, for all. All right. Make it so, Mr. Suhu. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>